and welcome to Operation Adopted, where we explore the individualized nature of adoption. To do this, we have conversations with individuals who have been adopted, also known as adoptees. Whether good or bad, every adoptee has their own story to tell. Here on Operation Adopted, our goal is to provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Hi, and welcome back to Operation Adopted. Today, our guest is Kathleen, and I'm going to have her start by giving you her summary of her adoption story. Hi, Liz. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, so thank you excited. Coming. Yeah. I was born in 1969 in Massachusetts. When my birth mother had me, from my understanding, I was sent to a foster home for oh. a few months. And I actually have those records, which is very interesting. I have a hmm. diary that my foster mother kept from the day that I arrived in their home until the day I was adopted. Hmm. So I was with two brothers and a sister, two foster brothers and a foster sister. Um, and then I was adopted in April. So I wasn't that old. I was only four months. Okay. And I was adopted to a German-Irish family, and mm. that's the family I grew up with. Mm. Um, my adopted mother, she had a biological, her and my father had a biological son in 1960, my oldest brother, Kevin. Okay. And when he was born, my adopted mother went into a coma. Oh. And from my understanding, she was in a coma for a few weeks. Um, and back then, they didn't have any remedies for this kind of thing, except don't have any more babies. Mm, okay. Uh, so shortly, um, a few years after she had my oldest brother, then they adopted my middle brother, Tommy, okay. and then me. So mm. I grew up as the youngest in the family. Okay. So, um, I think I knew at a very young age, something was different. Mm -hmm. My family was very loving. All my aunts and uncles and cousins were all very loving. Nobody ever made me feel different, but I just knew I looked different. Okay. Because again, I was, you know, olive skin, dark hair, yeah. and I was with an Irish-German family, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't look like anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually remember watching an episode of the Brady Bunch where Jan was rubbing her face with lemon juice to make it lighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember trying that just because I would get very dark in the oh. summer. <laughs> yeah. And nobody else was dark. And I just remember asking my mother at a young age. I don't remember exactly what I asked her, but I was really young. Like, mm. I, I kind of remember maybe being like five, five, six years old and okay. asking her why I look different. And mm. she told me and she gave the old story of, well, you were wanted, you know, adopted children are wanted. So it means a lot more. <laughs> you know. mm. um, and she told me that um, I was adopted and my oldest brother, my older brother, Tommy, was adopted. Yeah. And then my oldest, Kevin, was their biological. Hmm. Um, she was always straightforward with everything. Um, now, they didn't have much information on my mother that gave me up for adoption at the time. Mm -hmm. All I had was a piece of paper that said her ethnicity, how oh, much I was, how much I weighed when I was born. Yeah. Um, not much family background. They knew that um, my biological mother 
had a cyst at some point, and that was the oh, okay. extent of it. I mean, okay. that was it. I just had a piece of paper with my weight. And that's it about it. The fact that I was Greek. <laughs> yep. And that my biological mother had a cyst, and that's that's all they had. Huh. So as I was growing up, I was always curious. I just kind of wanted to know what my biological family looked like. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had no pictures or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and fast forward, I never really wanted to meet my biological family because I thought it would hurt my mother that raised me. Mm. Um, and then only after she died did I take steps to find my biological family. Okay. So what happened was after my adopted, my adopted mother died in 95. Okay. Uh, she had lung cancer. Mm. Um which was extremely sad for everybody. And my yeah. my son was so young and he was so close to her. My, mm. my nephews were young at the time. Um, so shortly after that, I met somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son and I moved in with him. And he had connections as far as some private detectives go. And that oh, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he had hired somebody to find out who my biological family was. Oh, okay. So they had to go to Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, and the records in Massachusetts are sealed. Mm. Okay. So I don't know what transpired, but they found they wound up getting my uh, records from my biological mother and finding out who she was. Mm. She was contacted. The detective asked me if I wanted her contacted, and I said yes. I said, but discreetly and give her the option. If she doesn't want to meet me or she doesn't want me interfering in her life, I completely respect that. I completely understand. Yeah. I, um, you know, I won't try to contact her again. Yeah. So the detective um, did contact her, Mm -hmm. and... She said at first she wasn't sure, which is natural. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, she had a life up there. She was a school teacher. She had other children. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was common knowledge that she had a baby and gave me up for adoption. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to step on any toes or cause any problems in her life. Yeah. And the man she was married to at the time... um, Very nice man. He's died since, but he actually encouraged her to meet me. Oh, nice. He was an older Italian gentleman, and he was all about family, and Mm. he really wanted her to meet me Um, and Sean, my son. So they they drove down in 2000 to meet me. Um, And initially it went well. Um, I was very close to, I became very close to her husband. Okay. Because he had encouraged this whole thing and I kind of felt a bond to him. Yeah. And we talked a lot and I became very close to him. Mm. Um, my biological mother, uh, I think she started backing off for a while. Okay. Um, she didn't want me to meet my biological sister or my biological brother, hmm. which, again, yeah. I understood. Yeah. I mean, I can't pass judgment or say 
what she was or what she was thinking yeah yeah i think she may have just been a little scared that other people might find out i I don't know Mm. but i didn't push it yeah um so what happened was i kept my distance from her for a while Mm -hmm. and then i found out that my biological sister knew about me okay and at this point in time she would have been 25 and i was 30 Okay. So I contacted her. Mm. Um, and she wanted me to contact her. I, we, mm. we found out through, um, it gets confusing, we yeah. found out through my biological mother's second husband that she wanted to have oh, a relationship yeah. with me. Yes. So I contacted her. Um, and then I think from there, the downward spiral began. Mm-hmm. And I started regretting contacting my biological family Mm. um i was kind of torn i didn't want to betray my family who raised me because my oldest brother and i are very close Mm -hmm. um he was always my um voice of reason he was um Mm. he went to college when i was young Mm -hmm. so i was nine when he went off to college and the okay. adopted family was still rather dysfunctional at that point. Yeah. So he went to college in uh, Philadelphia, went to University of Pennsylvania. Okay. So I was nine. He was, say, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And it was just my other brother and I at home. Um, Ultimately, I think I needed to meet my biological mother to understand a lot of my mannerisms and a lot yeah, yeah. of... The way I am. Yeah. Because my adopted mother was very loving and very caring Mm -hmm. and um, very easy to talk to. But there were a lot of my personality traits. I didn't understand where they came from. Mm. And when I met my biological mother and any of my friends that meet her, uh, because she's so, she comes down to Pennsylvania now and then, and she meets my friends, and we'll oh, have picnics okay. or barbecues. Oh, that's nice. And everybody always says, "Oh my gosh, your mannerisms, the way you talk, <laughs> the way you react, the way the way you are is so much like your biological mother." Mm. And I wasn't raised with her. I see myself in her. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So I think I needed to meet her to understand a lot of my traits. Mm. But I think meeting the extended family as far as my brother and sister, I think that probably shouldn't have taken place. I think that Mm. was fantasy in my head thinking that, oh, it would be so fun to have a sister. I never had a sister. This would be so neat. Yeah, And it just... Didn't turn out that way. Mm. Um, I, my biological sister has told me that she feels like I'm the lucky one, even though I grew up in a dysfunctional family. Mm. She also grew up in a dysfunctional family, and yeah. every, everybody has their own dysfunction. Function as a family, yeah. Um, and I think she resents me a little bit. So I just think that. Maybe I should have just let sleeping dogs lie and, you know, (laughs) not met the siblings. Um, Mm. I think they feel like my presence is stepping on their toes a little bit. And I get it. I get it. You know. You didn't grow up with them. 
It, yeah. It was, it was diff- it's a different situation for you coming into that, but also for them having you come into that that lifestyle that they have or that life that they've created without you in it, and then now you're back in it. Yeah. 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 And they also had their own bonds. I mean, my yeah. sister, my biological sister mm-hmm. and my biological brother are so far apart in age. Oh, okay. So my biological brother, he is, I think he's 33. Okay. Whereas my son is 34. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my biological sister is five years younger than me. So. Okay. Yeah. They grew up tight Mm -hmm. because apparently my biological mother wasn't around too much. So those two grow, ah. grew up as a unit mm-hmm. with my biological sister looking out for, for her brother, younger brother, yeah. without me being around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could see where that could be a little threatening that? or unsettling, yeah. you know, whatever word you want to use, because here comes the big sister. Coming in after X amount of years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And my... Biological sister was always the big sister, so. Oh yeah, that would be weird. Be thinking you're the oldest, and then someone else comes in, and they're, oh no, I'm actually the older sister. It is intimidating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of think, you know, I I still keep in touch with my biological mom. Yeah. Um. It's really weird because we are so alike with our personalities and our mannerisms. Yeah. And I was never raised with her for one second. I mean, she mm-hmm. gave me away right away. Mm. I went to the foster family mm. and then to my adopted family. So it's really interesting to me. And especially yeah. with my psychology background with school, I just yeah. find it so interesting. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason I keep in touch with her because I'll just watch her sometimes. When she's <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is one out. I want more information. Yeah, this is so weird. And then when my friends yeah. come over, they're like, oh my gosh, you two act exactly alike and you look <laughs> exactly alike. But I was not raised with her for one minute. Mm, yeah. Um, hmm. So I just think sometimes people have a fantasy of what they think it should be or yeah. what the outcome will be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to be prepared. If you decide to meet your biological family, I think you need yeah. to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Or just be at peace with the fact that you don't know them and it might be okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I was meeting my biological family and spending time with them, mm-hmm. I sort of felt like I was betraying my family that raised yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so I started having guilt feelings myself. Mm. And my family that raised me, they never had a bad word to say about it. They always encouraged me either Mm -hmm. way. Mm. Um, I don't think they felt betrayed. I think they just felt that I was curious and they understood that. Mm. You seem very close to your son, which is really special as well. And he gets to see that side of your story and your perspective. And he gets to understand it, too. Yeah, he's... We're very close, and I was lucky. I wound up, um, I had my son at a young age. I had him when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the love of my life. He's 34 now. Uh, (laughs) And he um, was such a happy baby. 
And I wound up going to college when he was a baby. So I wound up Hmm. overcoming whatever disabilities were there or whatever challenges were there. I wound up going to, um, actually went to Cedar Crest. I got my master's. So from all the stages of your adoption story in your life, what do you think is one of the biggest things that you've been able to learn from it? Love. Yeah. Yeah. My my family is it's very very loving and accepting. We have a mm. lot of adopted kids in the family <laughs> with extended cousins, um, yeah. and um, if I had to compare the two, my biological family, for whatever reason, and again, people are raised different, different, yeah. different cultures, yep. breed different people, yeah, and. Um, they just are not very loving and not even with each other. They're not. Mm. Um, and I think I'm, I'm very grateful for the family I was raised with and showing the love and the care and the compassion. I'm very grateful for that, that I embrace. I'm, I'm a little curious. You, you mentioned before for you, when you went to school, I'm like going way off track here, but it's it's fine. Um, the nature versus nurture was your thesis. For your master's. Yes. Does that relate to anything? Like, is, was that inspired at all from your life growing up? Or Absolutely, that? yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. So that was inspired because of my brother, Tommy. Oh, um, okay. Tommy was adopted before I was, mm-hmm. so he's the middle child. Yes. Um, he is the one I mentioned to you earlier where I think he was definitely born with disabilities that were just undiagnosed. Yeah. My aunt told me that he used to bang his head in the crib. Um, you oh. know, he would scream and cry and cover his ears when they would be at a parade or there would be sirens or there Too would loud. be noise. Yeah. So he never did well in school. Mm-hmm. And he was the focus of my father's anger. Uh, my okay. father was a very angry drunk, a very mm-hmm. abusive drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't dare ever start with my oldest brother, Kevin, which was their biological. Okay. I think that my father was just, um, I think he had his own issues in his childhood. Okay. And I think since my mother couldn't have any more of his biological children and Tommy was the first adopted, mm-hmm. I think when my father was drunk, he, for whatever reason, focused on Tommy, and he was mm. very, very cruel to Tommy. Yeah. And I watched all of this as a youngest sister. Mm-hmm. And so when I did my thesis, yeah, I did nature versus nurture with that in mind. Yeah. Um, and okay. I kind of did a study on my father and my brother. Obviously, yeah. from afar, from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, my father died of cirrhosis when we were 16. Okay. When I was 16, I'm sorry. When I yeah. was 16. So yeah. I was the youngest. Yeah. And honestly, at the time, it was a relief. I mean, it was mm. like, oh, thank goodness. You know, there's no more abuse, no more having to take care of an alcoholic father, no yeah. more having to go to the hospitals and the rehabs and 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 deal with all that anger. Um you know, but then there was also the guilt yeah. of pushing my father away for years because mm-hmm. he was 
The way that he was. Yeah, the way that he was, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So when I wrote that, I had Tommy in mind and not knowing what his biological mother was like other than the fact that she broke into the adoption agency and stole oh, his yeah, records at one yeah. point. So yeah. they had said, well, she might be unstable. She might not have been unstable. Maybe she just wanted to know where her son was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so we I, we have no information on Tommy's biological family. At all. Yeah. Nothing. Not even that little sheet that said. Oh, yeah, where you were from. Like yeah. where you were born at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that thesis was my way of trying to figure out is Tommy the way he is because of nurture or yeah. nature? And we'll never know. No, there's you can't really tell that specifically, but it is a really interesting concept to think about because people will say, I don't know if people have ever said it's you when you're growing up, but people would sometimes say, oh, you're so much like, you're so much like your father. You're so much like your mother. I'm like, but am I though? I don't really, because you live with them, you can, you get traits from people and you get like yeah. little, little things here and there. But you think to yourself, well, then nature versus nurture though, because then the people would also say, you look so much like your father. You look so much like your mother. I'm like, but I really don't. But I think people associate things because you've been with somebody for so long or you're near someone for so long, you start to get these things. But then it's like, did it stem, did those personality traits stem from them? Or did, is it something that I had before from my right. biological family? You know, you know, we never, you'll never know, but you'll, people just assume because what they see that, that they think that's Yeah, it. they do. But yeah. So you are, you're Greek, correct? Yes. I am Greek. My biological mother is Greek. Both her parents were Greek. Okay. Is that something that's really important to you, like the culture, real background at all from like how you grew up? Or is it more based off of what your family was growing up? Well, it's interesting you ask that because it was very important to me. Okay. Until I met my biological family, Hmm. it was very important to me. Yeah. But since I met my biological family, not so much. much. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. Not so much. Again, I just... um, there's a big lack of warmness yeah. and loving ways. Yeah, that's understandable. And compassion. Yeah. And I'm just not so interested in that. I did meet my biological grandmother, though, before she oh. passed. How was that? That was wonderful. Oh, really cool. That was that was very, very cool. Um, so my biological mother... Didn't want me to meet her for the longest time. Mm. I understand. I'm sure it was very painful. I was their first grandchild. Yeah. Um, So even though the way the story is handed down, it makes it seem like my biological grandmother was very angry about my my biological mother's pregnancy. Oh, okay. I, you know, maybe then, maybe back then in 1969, she was embarrassed or upset. Mm -hmm. But she definitely had feelings about it. Yeah. And I met her, she was 98 
eight when she passed away. Oh, wow. Um, and I got to meet her a few years before that and oh, spend some cool. time with her. And every single time she would hold my hand and look me in the oh. eye and say, <laughs> Kathleen, Kathleen, I'm so sorry. But that's what we had to do back then. She said, I am so sorry. And I said, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It turned That's out what well. you had to do back yeah. then, and it turned out okay. Yeah, and it turned out great. So, you know, it, but I think people tend to start to feel guilty when they think that that's what it should be like or what society wants you to do. And then they realize later they, they, they realize later they should have, they feel like they should have done something different. Yeah, and she definitely had the heart. You know, and maybe yeah. that comes with time. I mean, maybe my yeah. my biological mother seems to be having more of a heart as she gets older. And who knows, maybe it'll happen with the biological sister and the biological brother. But I'm not pushing anything, nor do I want to. No, it comes with, if, if it comes in time, it comes in time. If it doesn't, oh well, I, like, okay. Yeah, and I have a great family, but yeah. My biological grandmother, I'm very happy I got to meet her. Oh, that's really neat. I always ask this every time um, someone comes on, and it's the idea of what advice would you want to give someone looking to adopt a child? So a parent looking to adopt a child, from your perspective of what it was like for you growing up, what's something you would want them to know or give them advice um, just to prepare them for adoption? The best advice I could give would just be to love and embrace and cherish and make that child always feel like they're yours and they're your blood no matter what. Yeah. Because blood doesn't make a family. Love no. makes a family. Absolutely. And that child needs to know that. Yeah. I want to ask you, for someone who has a similar story to yours, what piece of advice would you give them to support them? Well, I would definitely say say be cautious mm. and don't think the grass is greener mm -hmm. because obviously everybody has their stories yeah. and everybody has things that happen to them good and bad yeah um and if you were adopted and maybe your family was a little dysfunctional um you know don't don't think that finding your biological family is going to be the great fantasy that you made it out to be in your head. I would, yeah. I'm not discouraging it. I'm just saying be cautious. Be careful because it may not turn out the way you expect. Yes. Yeah. And, and embrace and appreciate your family if they're yeah. loving and caring. So from what you've gone through, what you've been through with the negatives and the positives, there, you know, there's always something going on in your life. Where, where did you end up now? From the, all the negatives and the positives to now, where do you think you're at? So now where I think I'm at and I'm very comfortable with it yeah. is that I know I grew up in the best family I could have had. Yeah. And I'm in the best place that me and my son could be in as mm. far as having a loving extended family. I'm glad I got to meet my biological mother I do keep a relationship open with her. We see each other a few times a year. Yeah. And her brother, my uncle, who I forgot to mention, he's, <laughs> he's wonderful. Yeah. But I keep it at a distance mm -hmm. because now I know <clears throat> that my expectations are not what that little girl fantasized about, nor yeah. should they be. 
Mm. You know, I should, I should be where I am. I should be appreciative of the family I was adopted into and be grateful for that. Well, I appreciate you in your time, Kathleen, for coming on and sharing your story and your vulnerability. I really appreciate it and really excited for everyone to be able to hear your episode. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again in two weeks with another story to share. 